and welcome to Pause Pop, Positively Pop Culture, where we talk about things we love enthusiastically and without guilt. I'm K.W. Taylor. And I'm Carrie Gessner. And this week, we've got three very different crime TV works. We're talking about the Netflix series Murderville, the British crime drama Broadchurch, and the true crime documentary The Tinder Swindler. That yes. is hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, yeah. <laughs> and I, I love it because... They're all crime-based, but they're all very, very different. Yes, these are all different genres. Yeah, so I, I've i heard of Murderville. I want mm-hmm. to watch it, but I haven't yet. So you, yes. you're really liking it. Yes, I actually finished it really quickly, and um, it was so much fun. So this is actually on, this is on Netflix, and it's a comedy, but it's still a murder mystery. So the setup is really unique. Basically, the only... There are some connecting characters, but our main character, Terry Seattle, is a police detective, um, and he's played by Will Arnett. And every episode, there's six episodes, every episode he gets paired with a different partner who's supposed to be a detective in training, but it's played by different famous people, and those people don't have a script. (laughs) But everyone else does. And it's the job of the, the celebrity guest star to figure out who committed the murder. Wow. And it's, it's such a random premise, honestly. It is based yeah. on a British show, but I haven't seen that. Okay. There there are some other little recurring characters. Hanifa Wood plays the police chief, Rhonda Jenkins, Seattle. She's actually Terry's estranged wife. <laughs> and Lillian Bowden plays Amber Kang, who's the coroner. And then Philip Smithy plays Daz Phillips, who's uh, another detective. But it's really all Terry Seattle and his celebrity partner. And it does have a very sitcom-y feel to it, but it, but there is always a murder. And the viewer can kind of try to figure it out, too. And at the very end of each episode, they kind of line up three different suspects. And the detective in training kind of goes through who they think killed the the victim and why and then the police chief comes in and kind of summarizes if they were right or wrong and why okay and if if the celebrity gets it wrong they're fired (laughs) but they don't ever come back anyway even if they get it right so it's just and there are some kind of running gags and returning themes and the plot of Terry and Rhonda kind of continues throughout of their of their impending divorce, which is also kind of <laughs> sad and funny. And also, Terry is very upset because his previous partner um, had actually been murdered. His partner, Lori, had been murdered 15 years ago, and it's a cold case. Oh, geez. So that's kind of always hanging in the background of, of his being tortured. But the, the guests of each episode, Conan O'Brien is in the first one, Marshawn Lynch who is a football player, is in the second one. Okay. Kumail Nanjiani is in the third one. Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek is in the fourth one. Sharon Stone is in the fifth (laughs) one. And Ken Jeong is in the final episode. So these are... um, Marshawn Lynch is not certainly known for comedy, but he's pretty (laughs) surprising, actually. But the rest of them are all, you know, actors and, and then a couple of actual comedians. And I, I think a second season would be great to have even more of a mix of people who are really known for improv and people who aren't and maybe have mm-hmm. somebody who isn't really a known quantity in the comedy world. But 
There's also a lot of, oh, hey, it's that person, veteran comedic character actors in guest starring roles in other capacities in each episode as like suspects and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, it is laugh out loud funny (laughs) because of the improvisational element. Almost every episode involves one segment where Terry makes the trainee have to wear an earpiece and he feeds them what he ne- what the person needs to say to a suspect in an undercover situation <laughs> like he'll he'll make up a name for them mm-hmm. if the per- if the if they get confronted and it's like what's your name <laughs> so Terry will feed them some really ridiculous name that's like long and or or foul or something and the person has to like kind of get through that moment um several of the actors really cannot keep a straight face through a lot of this, so it gets very silly. And, or some of them are really game and they really go for it. Sharon Stone really, she she seemed to be very intent on solving the crime, which was really charming. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's it's hilarious. It's truly hilarious. Um, even if you're not a big fan of improv, mm-hmm. because there is a light plot and the other actors do have a script, so it can feel more like a sitcom. Or if you like escape rooms and things like oh, that, yeah. because each one has that sort of light, light murder uh, mystery thing where you you can solve it based on the clues that they give you. There's kind of some obvious clues in each episode. Okay. And several times I got it right, several times I got it wrong. But you know that's kind of about the same rate of the of the uh, trainee detectives too. Yeah. It's just real silly. So I really hope there's another season. Yeah, I just feel like because of the elements of comedy mystery and improv that it would really appeal to a lot of people yeah cool that sounds really fun (laughs) i had heard of it i wasn't sure how i was gonna like it because i wasn't sure how much of a cluster it would end up being but i (laughs) but i think no yeah i think it it really would help that everyone else has a script and only the one person does not (laughs) only the one person does not will arnett is so good at kind of getting them Getting them them to go somewhere weird where he can tell that it's going to be funny, but then bringing them back if it starts to go off the rails. Okay. I haven't watched it, but apparently Ken Jong posted on his Instagram a scene they had to cut because he just, he was cracking up way too much. So they do, I think, take, do multiple takes if it's going way too far. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> there was, I, will, I won't spoil which episode this was or who was doing it, but there was an, there was an episode where the the murder victim, the corpse, starts to crack up because of things they're doing around him. <laughs> and uh, that was really funny. So, oh, yeah, there's just, it's so, it's so funny. It takes a lot for me to, like, laugh way, way out loud and lose it um, when I'm watching TV because I'm so jaded and have seen everything. And this show does make me laugh out loud. So Cool. I think that's, yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to try an episode later today. You've yeah, convinced me. Try it out. Yeah. I will say my favorite is the Camille Nanjiani episode, but but they're all very, very good in their own ways. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But you've been watching. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's, I mean, these are sort of similar. It's like Murderville is the, is the spoof version yes. of something like Broadchurch, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Broadchurch is way more depressing. <laughs> there is no <laughs> laughing in Broadchurch. No, no. <laughs> Tell us all about it. Yeah, so this is a TV show that started in 2013. It's originally British, but it aired on PBS in the States. And mm-hmm. you can watch it on PBS Passport. 
Cool. Which is another streaming service. <laughs> but it's $5 a month. And right now I just have it for a month because I wanted to see what was on there mm-hmm. and catch up on some stuff. And it makes me feel a little bit better than a regular tr- streaming service because they're like, thank you for your donation. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm donating to PBS. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this went for three seasons. I mainly want to talk about the first season because I think it's the probably most recognizable. And it's set in a small town called Broadchurch, which is on the coast of England. And it's one of those towns where everyone sort of knows each other. And what happens is a young boy named Daniel Latimer, he's 11, is found murdered on the beach one morning. And it sort of just rocks the whole town because this sort of thing doesn't happen in Broadchurch. And also because everyone knows each other it's i mean not really everyone knows each other it's there are 15,000 people so it's it's possible that you don't know everyone but everyone is so tight knit that it looks more and more like the murderer was someone that Danny knew mm-hmm. so that shakes the whole town even more than the actual murder itself so we've all it's sort of an ensemble piece david tennant stars as di alec hardy and he comes to Broadchurch, um, he gets this job, and he's come right off a case for in a town called Sandbrook, where things went wrong in the investigation, and they weren't able to close the case. Mm-hmm. So he thinks he knows who did it. They had some evidence, evidence went missing and stuff, and they were not able to give closure to the family of the murder victims. So that's a big stain on his conscience and he's got sort of a reputation. And so he, he takes his job and it's like, Oh, it's going to be a nice tiny town. And like, we're just going to deal with farmers whose chickens get stolen and stuff. And then uh, unlike his second week on the job, he catches a murder case and he's got, in addition to that mysterious background, he's also got a health issue that he's hiding and you're not sure what it is at first, but his partner or his, uh, I guess his first underling is DS Ellie Miller played by Olivia Coleman, who's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And she was actually in, in the running for his job. So she gets back from a vacation and she thinks she's going to get this job. And the police chief tells her that they gave it to someone else. So she's very upset and then she catches this case and it is the son of one of her best friends. So there's a lot of trauma and feelings and emotions wrapped up in what's going on at this moment. And to top it all off, she and Alec don't really get along that well <laughs> <laughs> because she's very like emotional and she knows the people in town And he's just like by the, he's not really by the book so much, but he doesn't really like people. So at one, like he keeps calling her Miller. And at one point she's like, can you please call me Ellie? Like everyone calls me Ellie. And he's just like, no, I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) So they're very different people. And they, I think their relationship is really interesting because they are after the same goal, obviously, 
but Mm -hmm. they have to push past a lot of personal stuff in order to work together. And eventually they, they sort of become like, I kind of view them as brother and sister. Like they just annoy each other all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So in one aspect, that's, I mean, that's like a little bit of lightheartedness Mm -hmm. in among this very emotional dramatic series. So, Jodie Whittaker plays Beth Latimer, and Andrew Buchan plays Mark Latimer, and they are Danny's parents. Mm-hmm. And they had Danny very young. Beth was 15, and Mark was 17, so they're only like 30 to 32, which is really, like, the first time I watched this, I did watch this a long time ago, mm-hmm. and it, it was just kind of a standard, I mean, a very good murder mystery but this time i watched it and i was like that oh like that would be like if i had an 11 year old and that and it just like (laughs) was really it kind of threw me for a loop for a second yeah (laughs) i was like wow they are very very young yeah so they're they're dealing with this and they have oh sorry sorry they have an older daughter named chloe she's 15 so they had her when they were 15 and 17, and then Danny came a, a few years later, so I apologize for that. Gotcha. gotcha. I mean, it really is like a... It's the murder mystery, and you want to find out what happens, but at the same time, it's very much a study of, like, the fallout of a murder, mm-hmm. and what happens to the different people, how it affects them. So it focuses a lot on Beth and Mark and Chloe and how they deal with things. They all deal deal with stuff in different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's really emotional at times and I think that is kind of what set this series apart for a lot of people. It got really big when it came out. Mm-hmm. It's so big that they made an American version of it. Yes, starring. Yeah, do you remember that? I watched that actually. Okay. That was called Grace Point. And it was on Fox in 2014, and David Tennant uh, reprised his role. But they had uh, Anna Anna Gum from Breaking Bad was the other cop, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I thought that was good. And then I went and tried to watch Broadchurch, and I'm like, this is literally the same show. So yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna rewatch it. But now it's been a long time, so I think I might go back and try that again. Also, because now since then. David Tennant obviously was was the doctor on Doctor Who, but Jodie Whittaker is the current doctor. So, yeah. <laughs> um, does that mean Olivia Coleman is going to be the next doctor? Ooh, I would love that actually. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> also, Arthur Darville was in yes. Doctor Who. Yes, he wasn't the doctor, but no, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of a shame because he would be a great doctor. So it's yeah. too bad that he was already somebody else on that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I would, I would go back and and start that over. And there's been subsequent seasons, right? Yes, yeah. So I I've also been watching season two, and they they do solve the murder in season one. Season two is about the court case of oh. of the murder, and it's also okay. about the Sandbrook case because Alec enlists Ellie to help him prove the Sandbrook case. Um, so it, it is very different. Okay. But it does follow the same characters. And then there's a third mm-hmm. season and Alec and Ellie are still in it. But I think a lot of the other cast, it, like it follows other people because it follows a different case. And that's okay. a sexual assault case. 
Okay. So that was hard to watch in a different way. Yeah. But they all are good, but they're very different in different ways. Okay. A different in different ways. It's very intelligent of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a couple of the other people who star in this, Carolyn Pickles is Maggie Radcliffe. She's a newspaper editor of the Broadchurch Echo. And she's sort of a, what's that called? A, a, it's not a mad dog, rabid dog. Like you're really after the the story and stuff like that. I guess. What? <laughs> I don't know what that's called. I don't know what you mean. Okay. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> Sometimes words fail me. But she she's really into getting the news, but at the same time, she wants to protect the family and the town. So she wants to make sure everything is done properly. And she comes into conflict with Ollie Stevens, played by Jonathan Bailey. He's sort of a young cub reporter, and he gets kind of weirdly excited about this case because it's the first big thing that has happened in Broadchurch. Mm. And I think he sees it as a jumping off point to getting onto a national paper. Mm-hmm. And also along with them, there's a woman named Karen who comes from, a, I think, London to cover this case because she has had dealings with Alec Hardy before. And I think she sort of wants to catch him messing up again. <laughs> Her name's Karen White, and she's played by Vicky McClure. So she hangs around with Ollie and, and Maggie a lot. And then Arthur Darvel plays Reverend Paul Coates. Oh, Adam Wilson plays Tom Miller, and he is Ellie's son. He was Danny's best friend, so he's got sort of a big part. Yeah, I liked how they did his storyline, too, because it would be very traumatizing for an 11-year-old for your best friend to die, you know? Yeah. Matthew Gravel plays Joe Miller, Ellie's husband. Joe Sims plays Nige Carter, who is Mark's best friend. And let's see. Pauline Quirk plays Susan Wright, who's sort of like this mysterious newcomer to town. And I feel like a lot of these people do look familiar, like once you see them, Mm -hmm. because they're very, you know, it's a very British show with British actors. Yeah. And there's only so many British actors at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I just think it does a really good job of like not only exploring the mystery itself, but how it affects everyone. The music is really, really good. And the music is by Olafur Arnolds. So I would definitely check out the music if you're like a big soundtrack person like I am. Cool. And so one of the things I wanted to bring up was that I think this is a really good example of how to misdirect viewers and readers in a mystery. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember our last residency of grad school. We took a class on a mysteries with Victoria Thompson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of her pieces of advice was to give everyone a secret. Yes. Yeah. Not all the secrets are related to the central case. Yeah. So everyone is hiding something, but you don't always know why. And I think yes. this is a really good example of that because everyone is so shifty at times. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, why aren't you, you know, telling them where you were that night? Yeah. And it's because they have secrets that are not 
related to the murder, but they are ashamed of them and don't want them to get out. So I think that's a, I think it's just really well plotted and um, well acted mm-hmm. and it's very pretty to look at. It takes place on the seaside. Yeah. So I, I really recommend it if, I think you should watch it, watch it and see, okay. see what you think now that it's been a while since you watched Grace Point. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't, I also don't know if they changed who the killer was between the two series, but yeah, I think I'll check it out. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird. I do remember that, that module and it's not like I have memorized every module. That was just very excellent advice mm-hmm. and has shaped how I think about mysteries when I read them or watch them. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So thanks, Victoria. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> now for a more reality-based mystery. We both watched this Netflix documentary called The Tinder Swindler. Yes. (laughs) I think you you watched it a little more recently, so give us a little background here. Yeah, sure. So it's basically about this guy who at the time was going by the name of Simon Leviev, and it interviews a few women that he got close to. So the first, first woman is named Cecile, Cecilia, and she found him on Tinder, the Tindler, oh my god, she found him on (laughs) (laughs) Tinder, (laughs) she found him on Tinder, and yeah, so they started a relationship, and he like whisked her away, and like just very heavily romanced her, Mm -hmm. and it was mostly like a long distance relationship, but then he started asking for money and he presented himself as the son of like a diamond empire guy mm-hmm. and he was always like posting on instagram and all these places about his private jet and like all his travels and all of his parties and so he very much presented himself as wealthy and he was like there's just been an issue and like he said he was having a security issue and his bodyguard got attacked. So he was advised to not use his own credit cards and stuff. So he's asking for money mm-hmm. and she was giving him money because he was promising to pay it back. And then it also follows another woman who also met him on Tinder, but they sort of became friends instead of boyfriend, girlfriend and it sort of slowly unravels that he was lying to both of them and lying to everyone he met and just swindling them out of money. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was actually a little bit hard to watch at times because I just felt really bad for the victims. Yeah. And yeah, not to spoil details or anything too so we don't want to give give away more info but yeah it's i get really upset about con artists i feel like it's just the lowest <laughs> like there's there's crimes that are worse that actually kill people and mm. and are violent and whatnot but being a con artist like could you not especially if you have a really elaborate con like this where it's a pyramid scheme and all this and whatnot like could you not put all of that effort into some kind of good legitimate job somehow like he this guy was like a master of social media and communication and and uh marketing and all this and like dude you could 
you could be like a legitimate influencer and not be taking people for all this money. Like it just and and people who were not rich. Mm-hmm. These these women were just kind of upper middle class or middle class even. They like didn't have this money to spare. And and that really didn't sit well with me yeah. either. Like it was he's not ripping off the ultra wealthy. He's not I mean, he's preying on people who had to take loans out in order to help him out and thought they were going to get paid back. Mm -hmm. So it's just, yeah, it was really making me angry. And I don't like him. No. And it's kind of surprising how he got away with this for as long as he did. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy. It was very upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree for all all of those reasons. Well, you end up like as a victim of something like that, you end up really, really questioning your ability to have good judgment about others. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the crimes were so cumulative and subtle, and there was this kind of element of love bombing and grooming somebody into trusting you, like, at what point is it safe to do things like that for a loved one of like giving them money or like, maybe it's never safe. Like, who's, you know, it's, oh, man, it just made me angry. Yes, for sure. Yeah, apparently there is a podcast, a three-part podcast that Netflix put out to accompany it. I might listen to that. And uh, they're making a narrative film about it. So I'll probably watch that too. But ugh, it's just, I don't know. I just, in this day and age with, with extreme living online, I would hope that a form of, basically a form of catfishing that is actually out to to swindle people i would hope that maybe um this can serve as a cautionary tale and make it so that it's a lot harder for perpetrators to even do it in the first place yes yeah those sound interesting i might check out the podcast Mm -hmm. as hard as it was to watch i think it was kind of worth watching Mm -hmm. because yeah i think i should i don't know i don't want to say prepare myself for (laughs) for people like this but <laughs> you know it's just a cautionary tale and yeah and i'll be careful and yeah hmm, yeah weird and it it is refreshing to watch a true crime thing that doesn't have any murder victims mm-hmm. at least that we know of this is purely a financial con an emotional con certainly but um every victim is still alive so i liked that yeah and i like how it focused on the women a lot mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Especially the last woman. Yes. Uh, I think her name was... Oh, Eileen. Yeah, the last woman was Eileen. Mm-hmm. And I think... Yeah. I, I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> but I think it's important for them to be able to tell their stories. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Cool. Awesome. Well, not awesome, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, as a reminder, we are no longer on Spotify. So hopefully... You can catch us on Apple Podcasts or Podbean or any number of other podcast apps that you like. Mm-hmm. Or just listen through our website. That's right. Positivelypopculture.com. <laughs> Hooray. So next week, we're talking about the book 14 by Peter Kleins, the Doctor Who video game The Lonely Assassins, and the online word game Wordle, as well as other word games. Our theme music is by Joseph McDade. You can find me on Twitter at KWTaylorWriter. And me at Carrie Gessner. And you can find the show on Twitter at Pause Pop Podcast. If you want to email us, you can do that at PositivelyPopCulture at gmail.com. 
And you can find the show's website at PositivelyPopCulture.com. From there, you can not only listen to our episodes, but you can also find a link to our merch store. And please, wherever you're finding us and listening to us, rate us and review us. Thanks for listening. Stay healthy and safe and join us next time for another episode of Pause Pop. Pause Pop.